Our memory verse for the week comes from Proverbs 24, verse 16. It says, For a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again, but the wicked shall fall by calamity. So, even if you're doing right, you're going to fall at least seven times. So, keep striving to do what's good. All right, it's a new week, and hopefully you like the book analysis that came out on Monday. And now we're going to be in 2 Thessalonians. It's only three chapters in this whole book. And the average chapter has about 14 verses. It's 12, 17, and 18. But so on average, it's about 14 verses, I believe. I just did that off the top of my head, so don't question me on that. You can just do the calculation and tell me what it is. But yeah, we're going to be in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. In this chapter, I read it over a few times. And he's talking mostly about the end times and how things are going to go when the time comes for Jesus to come back. And honestly, it's going to be a very interesting few verses for you. So without further ado, let's get right into it. This is going to be First Thessalonians. So I'm sorry. Second Thessalonians chapter one. It says Paul, Silvanus and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in our God and Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We must always thank God for you, brothers. This is right, since your faith is flourishing and the love each one of you has for one another is increasing. Therefore, we ourselves boast about you among God's churches, about your endurance and your faith in all the persecutions and afflictions you endure. It is a clear evidence of God's righteous judgment that you will be counted worthy of God's kingdom for which you are also suffering. Since it is righteous for God to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to reward with rest you who are afflicted along with us, this will take place at the revelation of the Lord Jesus from heaven with his powerful angels, taking vengeance with flaming fire on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These will pay the penalty of eternal destruction from the Lord's presence and from his glorious strength. In that day when he comes to be glorified by his saints and to be admired by all those who have believed because our testimony among you was believed. And in view of this, we always pray for you that our God will consider you worthy of his calling and will, by his power, fulfill every desire for goodness and work of faith so that the name of our Lord Jesus will be glorified by you and you by him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So, yeah, that's the entire first chapter of Second Thessalonians. It's pretty I'm not going to say it was short. It's a lot in this chapter. So first off in verses three, as usual, their love in the church of Thessalonica actually has a good track record of love. We saw in the first, uh, we saw that in the first, I'm sorry, first book, first Thessalonians. We saw that in first Thessalonians. Now in second Thessalonians, the very first chapter in the third verse, he talks about their love for each other was increasing and their faith was basically just flourishing throughout this time, which 
Again, as you know, John talked about love. Clearly, love is very important for a church's, first off, for everybody to not only work together, but also for a church to have the connectivity and the workflow that is needed for a church to survive. And also for the faith not to be hindered by hatred for one another. Next, in uh, verse 4, Paul uses the church of Thessalonians as an example to other churches. He boasts about them with other churches, expressing how they are able to endure the difficulties of the affliction, judgment, and persecution that they're facing. So he's like, guys, I'm so proud of y'all that I tell, talk about y'all to other people of how y'all y'all are doing so good. I know you read it. I read it that way. And then we go into verse five through nine. So they have been facing this persecution that he had just talked about. And some people, um, you know, when you're, when you're facing persecution, it's obviously justified to want vengeance towards the people who are persecuting you. Like if someone lies on you, you clearly want them to be caught for lying. So, but Paul has to remind them from verses five through nine that God is going to take vengeance for us. Because why will God take vengeance for us? His judgment is righteous and pure. He rewards those who have endured hardship with rest. And the question is, who is God going to take vengeance on? Well, Paul explains that in verse 8. He says, those who do not know him and do not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. And now the question is, how will this be manifested this judgment and the answer is in verse 9 eternal destruction and separation from God's presence and strength now most people only focus on the first part eternal destruction but we must realize that creation and creation eternal creation is one of God's actual attributes and to be Separated from God is the ultimate uh, punishment that you will receive because God doesn't. We got to remember, God doesn't force anyone to choose him. So by choosing to disobey him, we're choosing not to be amongst God's attribute attributes. So eternal destruction is one of those attributes that are not of God. So God gives us the choice to freely choose him. But if we choose to separate from him or choose not to be with him to disobey the gospel or choose not to know him personally, then we are choosing this eternal destruction and separation. Now, verse 10, he gives them some good news. We will glorify him when he returns. Who are we? His saints and those who have believed all, all of us who have turned from our wicked ways and chosen to follow God. So first off, we're going to get rest and then we're also going to glorify God when he returns. And then now to the final verses, verses 11 and 12. He's talking about now that our final resting place is with God and all those who believe, he leaves them with this prayer that God uses, that God uses them to be worthy of his calling and with his power fulfills uh, they fulfill God's desires and works of faith, not to impress other people, but or to make themselves look good, but to glorify 
God's kingdom, thus getting more people to know God and know the gospel, therefore uh, preventing anyone from having that separation from God. So that's the first chapter in Second Thessalonians. It's already starting off on a note that is actually very important for us to understand. So what do we what do we learn from this? Simple. First, love for each other is very important. It starts off in verse three, expressing how their love for each other uh, encourages other people. There will be persecution if you're Christian. And he talks about it in verse four, how he he's proud that they're standing strong in the face of persecution. And then you got to realize that we we are not to be the judges of others. God will take vengeance for us, for the things that for the wrong things people do unto us. So God will take vengeance for us. Who's he going to take vengeance on? We got to remember those who disobey God and do not follow the gospel. So then we go to verse 10, uh, where uh, we will glorify God when he comes. So first we're going to have rest and we're going to be in glory with God when he returns. And now that we know that our final resting place is with God in heaven, let us strive to uh, be worthy of God's calling and of has his will and power so that we can glorify God and get others to know him. And that's it. Now it's time for our reflection. You have four questions. The first one is, do we allow God to take judgment for us? Or are we taking matters into our own hands? Are we trusting God enough to allow him to take vengeance for us? Or are we the ones who are taking vengeance? Our next one is, are we living for God or for our own desires? Because sometimes it's hard to differentiate of what we want and what God wants us to have. Sometimes we may think God is in a situation and he's very far from it. And then we're disappointed when those situations don't come into fruition as we expected. Next, are we worthy of his calling? We can all be saved, but are we worthy of God's calling? Do we even know what God's calling is? And then finally, are we living for God so that his name is glorified? Or are we living for our own glorification? Are we prideful? Do we only do things to be seen by others or do we do things to be seen by God? Do we care about the salvation of others or are we just living this life so that the people in the church can think that we're doing good? So please think on these things this week and see where you need to improve. God bless you and see you next episode. All right, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Remember, if you have any comments or questions, you can uh, text me at 662-371-8877. That's 662-371-8877. And also you can email me. That would be in the description of the episode. My email will. All right, have a blessed day.